0: Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot,
3: I like the toes. I keep on spilling it. Don't us, I keep real close. I got the skill for this. On my back, the flyers close. Looking ill as shit. Transactions illegitimate. Cause life is still a bitch. And then you die. But for now, life, close your eyes and feel his thick. Since diapers had nothing to live for, like the mic was put. Making sure every niggas they rich within my cypher. We paid the price to circle our success. They turn my mic up. I'm about to hit these niggas with some shit that'll light your life up. If every Click is rich or click is rugged Nobody will fall cause everyone will be each other's crutches I hope you fools choose to listen I drop you, bust it These are the rules I follow in my life You gotta love it Jiggy jigger looking gully in the joint If y'all niggas ain't talking about large money
4: Well I've been afraid of changing Cause I've built my life around you You're building it
3: I'm in the rain, doing the buck 40, hydroplaning. What, shorty? Maintaining. Putting myself in opposition. Most of these rappers ain't it. I'm living, the ill street blues got your hunger painting. Nothing to gain, in the whole lot to lose, you're still singing. Fool, I'm Bert Rope, and every Bert Rope, my name be ringing. Warming it up for the perfect time. They hit your brain, you're feeling it. To all the girls, I bought a girdle, took to sell my bricks. No doubt they could vouch, my life was real as shit. 95 South and Poppy on the hell and shit. And all the towns like Cambridge that I kill with shit. And all the barrel ass niggas that I hustle with. Throw your joints in the air one time and bust your shit. These fake rappers can't really know I'm loving it. You feeling it?
4: ¡Vené!
1: to start with a little Stevie on this uh, beautiful <coughs> Thursday that we have in front of us. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan. How is everybody doing today? Uh, I, I so I so I watched the Kardashians. This is their, our Kardashians recap. Uh, I hear from a lot of you guys that you don't even watch the show. You listen to the recap. So I got to do it justice. But I wa- so it comes on at 9 p.m., 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I watched it. And then I was so li- let, let me just start. By the way, are, are the kids gone? Are the are the, is it just us adults here? This is adult content. This is adult. Um, I'm going to start with, and I don't know how many times I'm going to do this in this next hour or so. Uh, fuck you, Tristan Thompson. Bam, right out of the gate. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck uh, you. hey, anybody welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hey, any new listeners from Heather McDonald's? I'm just starting hard, you guys. This is what I sometimes do. Um, I I had to take like an hour break after because I was livid. And then I got really sad. I got really sad for Chloe. And I, you know, I was talking about this. I take this shit, you guys know, way too personally because it's really what I've built my life around now. So... Listen, I can make fun of Chloe, I can make fun of all these goofy Kardashians, but the minute this Tristan dirty dick Thompson, this dirty dirty dirty, like this guy does not deserve to have the dick that he has. I I vote no dick for Tristan Thompson. Like God's even like this is not what I intended for Tristan's dick. And I really, I vote him off the the, the male gender. I, I mean, what a dick to literally, to literally how psychotic, like this makes Jax look like like a little boy scout to, to, to win Chloe back, to win her trust back over these years and then to do the exact same thing. And on top of it, accidentally get somebody pregnant. And then on top of that, uh, didn't want to take uh, responsibility as the father. It was like, I don't know if that kid's mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, that's wild. And you know, honestly, fuck off. Like, um, and the fact that sorry, I'm <sighs> the cats meowing. The cats. This is like one in, the, no, it's twelve in the morning. The cats like, are you kidding me? You're podcasting right now. It's day five of uh of cat sitting. And by the way, uh, I think it's Andrea who listens that busted me out to the my friends that I'm a cat sitting for because I got a text of like, I hear I hear our cat's a star because I had the cat meow. Uh Stella, I heard I had Stella Meow in yesterday's episode. And so now, you know, I'm like, oh no, am I not allowed to podcast around the cat? But I think we're good. I think we we just gotta make the cat a star. Stella's a star. Anyways, back to that dickhead Tristan Thompson. Like, literally, I mean, it takes a lot for me to feel sympathy uh, towards the Kardashians lately, but at the end of the episode, I did, at the end of the episode, we finally find out, and we'll get there, because there's a lot of ridiculous shit in this episode that we can make fun of, and there's a lot of commercials, like, just a lot of products, a lot of good American, a lot of Courtney thinking she's hysterical. I mean, there's good stuff to talk about, but overall, we end with this really kind of intense scene, which I've always, I always say this to you guys, everybody that even hates the Kardashians. If the Kardashians would be as real as they were in that last two minutes of this episode, best show on real best show on TV. Best show. Like they could, if they really wanted, if they cared about the art of reality, if they cared about actually putting forth the truth, then these last two minutes, may I put this up for MTV's unscripted reality show award of next year? Because it's chilling, it's real. It's I mean, it you guys, it, it's it's so real like Kim finds this out at 6:30 in the morning and starts she's she's about to start her workout. She has everybody on like speed dial like they're all like she's patching everybody in before Chloe's found out and then uh she realizes she's supposed to be training and starts pumping iron while she's yelling about Tristan. I mean shockingly real. Like Kim's being a good sister but also needs to get her pump on. I respect that. But I I just got so I'm so I'm just so livid. I'm so pissed. Uh, like I say, we have a shirt in the webs and this isn't just to sell the shirt Yeah, by the way, what if I talked Tristan into being such a dick just so I could sell more t-shirts? I have the official stop sleeping with Tristan Thompson t-shirt over at uh, our web store. I think it's just so bad. It's good. Merch. Uh, .com. You can click my link tree in my Instagram and find that. But get it. Be, I feel like these shirts are like a public service at this point because if you're wearing it, it reminds other men and women to not sleep with Tristan Thompson. And also, the owner of that shirt is also reminded. Because if you wind up, because this guy must be slippy and tricky and all that stuff, you get back to a hotel room. Like, Tristan's already kind of, like, wooed you. And then you're taking off your shirt and you realize, oh, my God, what is this shirt? Oh, stop sleeping with Tristan Thompson. And you get that the hell out of Dodge. So go get your Stop Sleeping With Tristan Thompson shirts. Um, I, th- I think we are going to make the Stop Sleeping With Nick Cannon shirts. So that's a good one. Just so unless you're looking to have a child and then sleep with him all you want, because he'll definitely get you pregnant, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon uh, announced that he's having another child today. So that's two recently. And I just did a whole bit last week about um, him consulting to get his uh his PP snipped so he couldn't get anybody a vasectomy. <laughs> what if you know what? Let's not call it vasectomy anymore. Let's call it PP snip. Um, to get his PP snipped. And it just said in the article in People Magazine it said he was consulting with. So I guess that consul- consultation sucked. Like obviously it did not work. He got somebody else pr- like this. Is why you don't consult, you just do. Like, there's no there should be no consultation. Anyways, back to this dick Tristan Thompson. I also, at the top of the show, because I know maybe you guys will tune out, but once we have, we have the most ears right now, I want to say to everybody, I disagree with Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner, we talked about this last week. She's done this many times. She's always telling all the girls, just never say a bad word about the kids' fathers. Just never do that. They'll, no, just never do that. Never. And Kim's like, I don't, mom. I don't. Okay, I'm going to go against Chris Jenner. If any of the Kardashians are listening right now and Chris, I'll we'll talk separately and I'll explain how I feel. But to all of the Kardashians listening right now, fuck that. We're going to tear him down. We are going to make that man is a small man and we will build him up by our strong words. He will be forced to be a better person because whatever was done to him three years ago, the first 80 billion times has happened, did not work. You need to cut this shit out because, listen, I get it with the kids, but you think this guy's going to be a good father when he pulls moves like this and this is his thinking pattern? We got to shock his system now. Like, this is like, no, it's not funny anymore. And this shouldn't be somebody he's just allowed to chill around true. Like, I'm sorry. This is the kind of decision making he makes. No. No, no, I go against Chris. I think you need to talk mad shit about this dude. You need to embarrass him and you need to shame him. And I'm sorry, I'm so passionate about this. But if you actually listen, have listened to this show over the last couple of years, and even before when I was doing the Kardashian podcast, this, I mean, I have been yelling about this man now for what I feel like is like decades. And it, the same, what is that? That saying, uh, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. You know, like, this, this, this is that thing where we keep giving this dude this. I feel like it's Groundhog's Day. Like, I'm like, why every time it's the same thing and we have to act like we keep getting surprised. Like, listen, I don't want Chloe to hurt. Like, do you realize how damaged this girl must be? Like, we already see it with all of this. And she always, like, blames it on us and, like, oh, everybody says I got a facelift and blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. But listen, like I've always said, the call is coming from inside the house, Chloe. This is the person that is supposedly closest to you and he is not good to you or for you. It's got to be – it's got to be done and it's got to – I mean we've got to draw the line in the sand. Chris, you got to stop telling your girls to do like the – you know, I get it on the normal like relationships don't work. I get it with Courtney and Scott but, you know, I do a degree. Scott could also use a good spanking.
2: Ah, what are you talking about? I don't need a spanking. What? I love Chloe. Closter.
1: No um (laughs) but i i feel like chris's thing like we've tried it it doesn't work now let's go the other way let's go the other way and let's embarrass the shit out of they've already embarrassed themselves but let's go farther could we let's go farther let's let's show that we don't fuck with this family we can make fun with this family please kardashians listening do not fuck with me but but fuck with tristan yes yes how's everybody doing is everybody good Okay, good. Just checking in. Uh, Some news up front before we get into the recap. Uh, Thank you guys for all the nice words about the Heather McDonald podcast. It really did feel like a -A Make-A-Wish Foundation thing. Um, I was like, oh, should I just, like, should I quit? Like, should I – is this as good as it's going to get? Like, do do I have a chance to – Uh, I don't know. So, And thank you for everybody that's reached out to Heather to say you enjoyed us together. I mean, I guess my next goal, I would love to be on her show sometime or I would love to talk to her again because that was just the thing I even said yesterday was like, man, I wanted to like talk shit about so many other things because she's just fun to talk shit to. But I think – Anybody would have that feeling so but thank you guys for everybody that turned out. Remember, listening is just one of the biggest things that you can do. And so I hope you know, you can listen to these at any time. I don't think laughter and joking and making points really have a shelf life. Like I think you can listen to these at any time and you'll find some kind of amusement in it. And what really excites me and I know this rarely happens, I'm sure. But the people that just discover me and get to go back and listen to the other 8 billion episodes that I've put out over the last couple of years. Um, so welcome anybody new. And uh, Juicy Scoopers, thank you for being so nice and kind to me. I uh, I hope I made uh, – I hope I didn't – I hope I was able to highlight the Heather that you love. Like that's what I, I kept worrying about. So – Thank you to that, but also just what a great week of shows. We had Beyond the Blinds, we had Sophie. Tomorrow we'll do uh, Beverly Hills. I am spiritually and mentally exhausted. We're going to get through this. We'll get through uh, Beverly Hills, and then I'll get a couple days to relax. And I've also been guesting on a lot of shows, which I talked about yesterday, and I'm just trying, I am like, I feel like I am just, like, I am, I feel like I'm like, like possessed, like, like, you know, when you just have like, a goal and you're just like, I'm going to go as hard as I can and fast as I can, or just do as much as I can and say yes to as much as I can, because you're just scared. You know, you're scared of, of losing any opportunity of wanting this to go well. And, and I know at one point I'm going to just kind of probably implode and just kind of just, I don't know, but so enjoy this while you can, but I'm just hoping like I don't know, I don't know what I'm racing for because I don't know it's like there's no like finish line where somebody's like you win the podcasting awards, here's 8 billion dollars. Like it's never going to happen. So I don't necessarily know, but I keep thinking that if I work hard enough, it will take away all of my fear and it will take away it will it will give me like this warm kind of like weighted blanket feeling of like I can I can exhale now. And I just, for two years, I feel like I've been running as fast as I can with this. And that was even through COVID. So, uh, but as I always say every day, thank you guys so much for being here. I got to hear so many people say nice words about me uh, in regards to the Heather thing today. And uh, I've got to learn, um, I've got to learn to be able to be okay with that and to appreciate that. It always makes me feel weird. And it's like, they kind of double, it's like... I don't know. It's like, it makes me feel weird, but at the same time it makes me feel good. And I feel like, yeah, damn right. This is good. You know, it's that kind of push pull that I have a lot of like, is this okay to enjoy this? Or do I need to be embarrassed by this? Or, you know, cause I feel so fortunate in a lot of ways, but I don't feel lucky because I feel like the work has been here. The work is here. Like I put the work in, but I, I sometimes feel so weird about ever not bragging, but just being braggadocious. You guys know, you listen. Um, so just anyways, thank you as always for supporting. Uh, I'm going to read a couple names from our Patreon. Remember, there is a Patreon, which is... I was just thinking about that. Hello, baddies. We've been actually having a lot of fun. Um, maritza has been asking some really cool questions about where everybody's located. And I realized, wow, we've actually kind of made a little community over there too. So if you want to join, just go over to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I released two new episodes on there. I have another one I'm doing on Saturday and, uh, two more and yeah. So there's a lot coming up on Patreon, but I did this thing where we're doing batty shoutouts and I've been doing like 15 a day. So let's get back into these for a, for a couple and then we'll finish them off tomorrow. We've got, uh, Tanya Beatty from the beautiful Pacific Northwest, uh, Tanya leaves a lot of drunken voicemails, which I keep meaning to do a voicemail episode, but I have too many fun guests and recaps. So I got to find that cause I have, I'm sitting on about 80 voice messages that I kind of love. Um, we got Jesse with a sexy J Reed, Yeah, Jesse, uh, Sherry, cool stuff, slick stuff like Garth Jean. We got Marissa take a Xanax pines. We've got Susan Pancake Cake Cohen. Susan's amazing, by the way. Susan is the lady that sent me a pancake cake, the one Sutton Ase Ase. Remember, she had the pancake cake from last year, and she had another one this season, and it had, like, some kind of topping on it they had in, like, the second episode. Well, Susan sent me one from Lady M. Cakes, and it was just... It was really incredible. It was so cool. Thank you, Susan, again. We got Amanda, don't activate me, Aragana. I love Amanda. Uh Lauren, not Lizzie Maguire. Lauren, that is so good because I was when I said Lauren, I was like, do you mean Lizzie? And you're like, no, Lauren, not Lizzie Maguire. Rachel Yellow Robesmith Freitas. F-R-E-I-T-A-S. I hope I said that right. Uh, we got Laura Rummel, Sonia Morgan's unpaid intern, Laura Rummel, who actually she was the one that did the Sonia Morgan boots on the ground uh, at her live show. Uh, also, I got some Vanderpump Rules news while well, I just said uh, Yellow Robesmith, is, which is what Ariana said. So they will be starting filming Vanderpump Rules in a couple of weeks. So that is exciting. And I heard a lot of stuff recently that it, uh, if they can capture any of the stuff that I've heard it just seems, it seems like there's some stuff happening. So, uh, I'm really, I hope they can capture that. I really, I really do. I'll try to tell you more as soon as I'm allowed to. Uh, we got Shauna prostitution whore engaged 19 times. Lofton. Shauna's awesome. We got, uh, Sandra Duran, the other one, we got two Sandras Sandra Freer and Sandra Duran. And a special shout out goes to Sandra because I know, uh, it's the nine year anniversary of when she lost her father. She had written and, uh, uh, wanted to say that was in my thoughts today after I had read that and I hope you're hanging in uh, we got uh, Elspeth Urbina Elspeth Urbina from Evansville the city formerly known for where a league of their own was filmed and now known for where the Alabama fugitives ended up wow those are both great claims to fame Elspeth am I saying that right Elspeth we got goodbye Kylie Filipini. we got Shelby I don't shave my pussy cluckin'. <laughs> <laughs> we got Genevieve, cats, not humans, McBrien. We got Megan, eat my Cooter, see well, Just to make sure, uh, she's like, uh, I just want to make sure you say it out loud. I'm sure there are so many other chef, chef Rachel gems that would work. By the way, I will be having somebody from Below Deck on next week. Um, Stacy, ooh, you're so angry. That's Lisa Rinna. Ooh, you're so angry. <laughs> Uh, Nicole, It's All Happening, Fletcher, and uh, Juliana, future Mrs. Batman Bailey, and roommate Meditza Carraza. I think I'm saying it right this time. Uh, Juliana actually transcribed my Beverly Hills notes last week for me and just killed it. Uh, we got Megan Realizing Stuff Rawlings, just to flex how long I've been listening to you. That's what I'm saying. Megan knows. Realizing Stuff was the Kardashian podcast that I did, and... Uh, yeah, God, Megan, you've been with me from the beginning. And uh, it shows how long I've been talking about the Kardashians. And we are still doing it to this day. So uh, that is the names for today. Thank you for uh, bearing with me. But we have fun over in the Patreon. So come have fun with us. Um, let's see. I got a couple more notes here. Uh, uh if you want to watch the Heather McDonald interview, uh, and see our beautiful faces or any of the other videos that are now up there, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. So bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, is doing some amazing graphic work and I'm just really proud of that. So go support there if you can. Oh man. I am asking a lot of you guys. And, uh, what else? I have some notes here. Okay. I was like, oh, uh, oh, this is great. This is Inside Tea. I had somebody DM me last week that said, now that I love DMs like this, said, my husband is friends with somebody that knows Pete Davidson and has seen his dong. You guys Ready? Not that big. Yeah, not that big. That's verified, baby. That's a friend of a friend. You know, that's the truth. Listen, I, you know, I, I was like, can you get me a pic? Can you do a drawing? And you know, listen, I don't know if that's real or not. Listen, but in my heart, I, I'm gonna believe it's true because I need it to be true. I need to believe this man is working with an average size penis. Which, by the way, it would even make it him more legendary, right? So let's work with – I just – I for some reason, if he has a huge – like if, I just feel like everything's coming up, Pete, and it has been for it feels like years now in terms of these ladies that he's getting. So just to even get that DM, thank you so much to the, the lady that sent that. It really did cheer me up when I needed it the most. Um, so I was very happy to hear that he had a small dong. So please, you guys, uh, please pass that around, spread it, um, send it to Demois, you know, just send it everywhere. I want this to get out. I want this to get, And but also great guy. He's a great guy. I hear he's a great guy. That also, I think was in the message. Great guy, small dong. You know what? She didn't say small dong. I think it was like medium sized dong, but to me, If you're saying somebody has a horse-sized dong and now it's like medium, that might as well be small. That makes sense, right? That makes sense, right? (laughs) Um, Okay, should we get right into this recap? I think there was a couple of – oh, you guys, this is what like. I love – by the way, Kanye West's birthday today and supposedly – I said this yesterday that him and Cheney Jones broke up, the girl that got the yay tattoo, his girlfriend. But then Cheney Jones yelled at TMZ today for saying that and said, no, is it we. no, we're very much together. And then posted a lot of I love you Kanye videos on our Instagram. So I don't know what's going on. These ladies are fighting over Kanye right and left, but I uh, hope he had a good birthday. Uh, I mean, is it? I, oh, man, it's got to be done. They had they a new episode. Like, he must have had a tough week after last week's episode about, like, giggling over Pete. Like, he just does the small things. Eee. Like, that's got to be hard for the man, you know? And, I listen, I I always told you, like, if this man will stay off Instagram, I, I just I, – I get – like, it's like getting your energy back. It's like a video game where you start getting life back. You're like, I'm at 80%. Like, I 30% like him more now when he's off Instagram. I'm like, I'm back to, like – Being able to listen to Kanye, Kanye's music and enjoy it instead of going like, what are you doing, my man? So I just I love when he's I feel like that's so powerful. It's so baller to me just staying off social media, because like I always say, like, that would be the reason if you're a billionaire. Why the like, why does Elon Musk want to mess around on Twitter? Like, my God, like. You're not helping you sound you sound like a dork. Elon Musk tweets about everything, and it's like, dude, you actually, I think, like have some good ideas. Like, stay, why are you on Twitter, man? Like, that's basic. That's me. Like, I know why I'm there. I'm miserable, but why are you there? Like the- you're telling me if I work really hard and become a billionaire, I'm still gonna troll around on Twitter like you? It always bums me out. I'm like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Um Okay, did I... St- I said fuck Tristan Toms. Oh, I just wanted to say it again real quick. Oh, this is sad news, you guys. Scott Disick and Rebecca Donaldson, Aunt Becky, have called it quits after a few months of dating, Hollywood Unlocked reports. Uh, oh, no, sorry. A source exclusively tells exclusively tells Us Weekly. So, I don't know. You know, and I got to say, I bet... I wonder if Scott knew he was even with uh, Rebecca Donaldson, but I mean, I imagine it went something like this.
2: What? No, I love you, Rebecca. Rebecca. No, the show, the show is, ah, you know what? You know what? I, I'm having a rough time. I, I wasn't invited to Kendall's party. Don't you understand, Rebecca? I always Through Kindle's parties. Rebecca, come on! I wasn't even invited to Travis and Courtney's wedding. What up with that? Mason, go get your dad his cigarettes.
1: (laughs) I kid, I kid. I I worry about Scott, I do. And I also worry, like, on tonight's episode, he's not on it at all. And I almost, like, I feel like they need to throw him a scene just to make him feel good. Like, I even fall... For that feel bad for Scott Disick vibe that he loves.
2: Ah, come on! No, I'm doing good.
1: It looks like you're crying,
2: Scott. No, no, I was chopping an onion. What are you talking about? No, I'm I'm good. I'm good, Clojo. Come on.
1: I I like I think he likes the sympathy, and I. I like to give sympathy, uh, definitely, but I've just, it's like the Tristan thing. Like, I've even seen the Scott Disick shit longer than the Tristan stuff. Uh, Courtney points out in this episode, they have been broken up for seven years. That's right, folks, seven years. But I think that's how movies and TV have rotted our brains And Taylor Swift songs. We always believe in this kind of unobtainable romance because of romantic comedies of like, oh, I went to the shop at this time
2: and she went to the shop at this time. I
1: don't know why I use shop. I think I meant Empire State. But,
2: oh, we were at the Empire State Building at the same time and it's romance and it's
1: all this. And I want to believe in that stuff. And I've had moments of that in my life. And I want to get back to that place. But sometimes I feel like, it, like, Scott's like, ah, I always thought, I always thought we would get back together. And I'm like, wow, you you always thought that because you thought we all told you, you guys should wind up together, but you never did the work. You never did the actual work to make yourself a better person. Scott was always charming. Scott was always funny. Scott was always good looking, like all of that stuff. He had everything, but he has inner demons as most people do as most men do. And, um, I think Scott has—it's great that he's still around, and Scott's one of those utility players that will always pop in the scene, and I will always enjoy him. But even Courtney—and I'm not, like, the biggest Courtney fan, but even Courtney's like, come on, guys, this isn't fair to me. I'm actually moving on with my life. Imagine that. Imagine you guys, your old boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Had a good thing. Parents loved your old boyfriend or girlfriend. Parents loved, like, oh my God, what, what's going on with this person? Oh, I miss I miss having him around, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, you find a new person and you're in love with this person. But everybody's like, ah, oh, have you heard from that other person? Love that other person. Oh my God. Like, it's got to be frustrating because you're like, I've never felt. And Courtney, Courtney wants her just desserts, right? Courtney really... Here, between you and me, Courtney doesn't do a lot, okay? Courtney's got the the poosh, you know, Courtney's got the poosh fake company thing. But she doesn't do a lot. So when, like, she's confusing having romance with Travis as, like, a work accomplishment. So she's always like, why am I not being patted on the back more for this good relationship? And it's like, the good relationship is the pat on the back, Courtney. The good
2: relationship is the award, that's the, that's, that's the, that's the thing. You did it. You did it. You get to drink this man's semen three times a week to get
1: pregnant. You won, Courtney. You won. You got away from Scott. But the fact is, she's, there's a scene, we'll get to it. She's confused at why, I don't we'll, we'll talk about it, but it's just wild.
2: Ah, uh, come on, Rye. Why you gotta be like this to me? I like you, Rye. Let's go to Art Basel. Come on, man.
1: So... These men, man, these men in the Kardashians' lives, wild. Uh, oh, God, I know there's more news stories I wanted to talk about, but I guess we can just get into it. This is a tight show, a tight show. Oh, that's it. Uh, Jen Shaw from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and soon to be prison. Um, did an exclusive interview with our friend Adam from Up and Adam Live on YouTube and uh, a really good, nice guy. And uh, I did him, his and Zach Peters live show. Uh, Spilling Tea Live, and they're both really nice guys. Uh, but he got an exclusive interview. I think he—I don't know. This looked fancy. It looked like they were on a soundstage. And, it, you know, Adam's production value on his YouTube channel, just very inspiring. Love that. It, really, really cool stuff. So go check it out. But I was trying to watch a little bit of it, and the clips I saw, I just— uh uh, I'll have to watch the whole thing before I I fully comment, but it's it's this it's some of the same stuff I've I've heard from Jen and all that, and you know li- listen the one moment that I can agree with her in the clip that I saw was that she was crying with Coach next to her about uh, her two sons being pointed at with the uh, you know the the police officers and the ATF or all the people that were involved were pointing guns at her sons. And just said, you know, and she was like, this happens in America every day, da da, da 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 and it is horrifying. I think there is no excuse for that. I don't know what procedure is for police, and we do know there's been so much. But I just also want to be careful with that of, like, I just don't want Jen to confuse the issue, you know, is that, like, I'm going to scream really loud about this thing when all of these other things – this is the reason why it's happening – I mean, this is the reason why they're here in the first place, but I agree that they should not, I I don't know what police procedure is, and I mean, my God, I would hope that they knew that these two boys would be unarmed, but it was really horrifying footage to use, and I also really didn't love that Bravo used that footage to begin with, I thought that was uh, irresponsible in some ways, Uh, but... I don't know. I'll have to listen to the, uh, the rest of the interview. And I'm just really, at this point, I'm curious for the court case to happen. I want to see the arguments. I want to see, you know, like, listen, if she says she's, you know, guilty until, or innocent until proven guilty, I, I'm really not excited, but I'm really, really curious to see the evidence. I'm really curious to see, uh, you know, cause we'll know real quick, you know, And if you've looked at any of the paperwork, you know, it's laid out pretty all right there. So I'll be very interested for this to finally come to light and uh, for us to uh, find out what's going on and we can put it behind us. But uh, I don't know, but congrats to Adam, regardless. Uh, really, really cool first to get that interview. And uh, I just th- think his whole production value is really amazing. Okay, let's. Uh Fuck Tristan Thompson. Let's get into this stuff. So this is episode 9 of The Kardashians on Hulu. Are you guys digging this season? Do you think it's any I mean it's obviously not that different. It's glossier. Um but you know, it I really, you know, this is a, it's a natural I I I just the thing I feel the the silliest about is the fact that we did a goodbye for the the E show, and they did like the Andy Cohen like reunion goodbye, and like they all oh my god, there were tears, there were tributes, there was all this shit, and it's like this is such a it's like a Barnum and Bailey circus kind of move. Like this is like ah, I'm gonna sell you a car, and here's another car I'm gonna sell you. Like it, it to me it was it's like just scam after scam, and so it's hard to really. Believe anything that this family says, you know, like I, I do wonder at a certain point if they will lose just the, or maybe it's already happened, but will they ever lose us completely? You know, I, I probably not. We're, uh, we want to be told what to like and all that stuff. We don't really think for ourselves a lot of the time. I know us, we do, of course, we're awesome, but a lot of people are just like, okay, yeah, they're cool. I love makeup, but it's just wild. Because it seems with all these products, they all just kind of like take from other brands or take from smaller brands and kind of just co opt them. And to be honest, I don't even think it's them. I don't think Kim's there. Like, I'm going to steal from this lady. But I do think people that are in charge of Kim's products do that shit. And Kim's like, yeah, let's do it. I love money. Uh, And I will say there's a lot of things that I'm impressed with Kim every week. I, I do want to give credit where credit is due. That's why it's like this love-hate thing for me. Like, I love talking about them because they do some of the wackiest, weirdest shit, but they also have, like, a layer of realness still, but it's slipping away. It's like Darth Vader. He's like Anakin Skywalker, and then he kind of turns to the dark side, and then by the by, his Darth Vader, Vader, you're like, where's Anakin? I can't see Anakin anymore. Yeah, I fucking made a Darth Vader reference. I can do it again too. That's how. That's how quick I can flip, you guys. I can go sci-fi to Kardashians like that. Um, so last week, well, this is called Bucket List Goals. Now, last week's episode. Oh, this is the description in the title. Kim lands in paradise to shoot a highly anticipated cover. The Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, while Chloe and Courtney focus on their brands. <laughs> and then it says, shocking news about Tristan is revealed. May I argue at this point, nothing is shocking regarding Tristan? Like, let's look up shocking. Shocking usually has something to do with surprise. Is anybody surprised? Like, it's not surprised that he did it. It's surprised that like, wow, still like, you know, it's not, it's shocking, but not in the way it would, you know, it's like a different shock. It's almost a shock because it makes the viewer or the person he's doing this to look at themselves and go, how could we have been so dumb? How could we have just let him walk back into our lives? Why did we let this happen? We knew the answer to this question four, four or five years ago that this guy is not a good guy to women. We knew this and we are back here again. I mean, I blame myself just as much as I blame Chloe. I blame myself more, you guys. (laughs) Uh, Also, this is this episode was 44 minutes. And the only reason I bring that up, you guys, is just because time is precious to me. Last week's episode was uh, 40 minutes. The week before was 42. And I saw 44. and I'm like, ah, four more minutes of my life than I had to do last week of this show. So uh, we get previously on. The Kardashians, and I gotta say, I love all the the Chris and all the girls like in the promo shot at the beginning when they say the Kardashians. Like they step forward, like they're like the fucking Avengers or something like that. It's like the Avengers of fashion. Like they're like da da da. It's like it's like whoa. Like remember when it was like do 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 do. Remember the first Kardashian theme song? It was like. You know, and you had Caitlyn. Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> like, it was wacky. It was like a 30-minute sitcom about a wacky family. It's still about a wacky family, but now it's an hour-long drama. It's weird, and they treat everything as, like, glossy and everything is like, color-coordinated and grays. So we had previously on The Kardashians. And Kim's like, I got Sports Illustrated. I'm working out to do that. I do have to point out I laughed at a lot of videos last week that pointed out if you watch that scene with Chloe and Kim working out together that they literally are going to kill themselves. They the way they were working out is so janky. Like they had trainers there and Chloe's like hyper extending her elbows, Kim's like breaking her back like Everything that they were doing where it was technically wrong was just ballsy when you actually have a trainer there. I mean, I wonder if the trainer watched that and was like, oh, fuck, is somebody going to call me out? Like the trainer's like watching TikTok videos of them calling him out like, damn it. Um And uh, we see a scene from Kylie telling uh, Chris, like, oh, my God, I'm very excited to have another baby. And then we have the scene where Chris tells Kendall, you should be having a baby pretty soon. And then we have Kim asking uh, Chloe last week, what's going on with you and Tristan? And Chloe's like, Tristan and I are doing really well. And then we see Kim's new plane at the end of last week's episode. Remember, it's a very fancy new plane. Everything's color coordinated. It's all done in Kim uniqueness. And we had last week where the the flight stewardess said uh, Pete Davidson came by and dropped off a little surprise for you, Kim. And he's like, "Oh my god, he's so sweet." And in my, we never found out what it was because then I was like, "Why didn't we find out what it was?" And uh, the account, the reality bitch uh, on Instagram, made this post that I made a lot of sense. Said, "Oh, I bet it's weed. I bet it's like an edible." And in my head, I was like, "Whoa." Because you know the way Kim is talking about Pete in this episode and last episode, that like Kim's getting into the ganja. I think she truly is. Like, get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. You know, you like, 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 wouldn't it be great if like we, like, Kim starts like blasting Rasta music all of the time? She stops shaving her pits. Like, it's like a hole. She's like, yeah, man, yeah, man. <laughs> she starts, starts developing a patois like Chet Hanks. Um, <laughs> i'm trying to think of other like stoner hey pete do you want to watch half bake tonight
2: <laughs> oh my god Dason confuses on pete can we stay up and watch
1: um i would love to see key and also i know pete for a fact loves mushrooms like i've been around a lot of I, I know some people that have done mushrooms with pete multiple times and i i don't if we if kim ever does mushrooms it might be the end of the world. Like, I mean, that will be that will be in times because I just imagine if we imagine I, I, I keep picturing this thing where drugs can take you on a personal journey with yourself. And if you're in your 40s going in that personal journey after the insanity of Kim's life, imagine being really stoned for the first time and starting to think about your life. If you're Kim Kardashian and then on top of that, imagine you're on mushrooms and you're like, what's it all about, man? We're all just molecules, man. Do you see, man? Like, I just like Kim's just like staring at like a tree and it's like the trees moving, and she's like fighting it. And then like Pete's like, no, babe, just relax. Like, just go with it. Go with it. No, we're all just we're all just breathing organisms. Kim. No, make it stop. I miss Kanye. Um, I can't imagine Kim just being cool with giving up control like that because she seems like such a controlling person. So I'm really curious. So I thought it was inedible. It turns out I was wrong. We find out in the first scene what it is. Um and then uh we uh, uh we have Kim saying, "Pete has got to be the best, best human being I've ever met." which I said last week. And once I I just keep thinking like the insanity of that statement, I know it's probably a throwaway statement that I shouldn't pay that much attention to. But uh, again, Pete has got to be the best human being I've ever met. I think Kim's met Oprah like a bunch. Like I think like there, I mean, Kim's met like, I, I don't think Gandhi's alive anymore, but you know, like Kim's met, I think Kim met the Pope once. Like Kim's met some people and like Pete's like, Kim's like Pete. Uh, Pete's better than Oprah Winfrey, hands down. Like I just not even a contest. Oprah sucks shit compared to Pete Davidson. So now it's like the Kardashians, and we cut to intro music. And uh, we see the clouds. We see uh, Kim's plane. Uh, We see all the fanciness, all these like electronic windows. And we get right back to the line that we heard last week of the attendant going, we have a special surprise from Pete for you for the flight. And I'm like, oh my God, is it weed? Is it weed? You know what it is? Dibs. Yeah, dibs. That chocolate ice cream crap you get at the movie theater, the little dibs, little chocolate things, little container. Now get this. (laughs) <laughs> I was just, I was just, I was like, "What?" Kim goes, we went to the movies in Staten Island and there's paparazzi photos of this. And she's like, and I'm now obsessed with dibs, but you can only get them at like gas stations. So I bought like three gas stations. No, she says, you can only get them at gas stations. And uh, Kim in a talking head says, we've been dating for a couple months and we're doing really good Pete said, I'm going to grow on you. He told me, I'm going to grow on you. And I was like, yeah, he said, my dick's going to grow on you. That's actually not true. Because say it with me, Pete's got a small dong. And uh, so once again, I want to point out the insanity of Kim is obsessed with dibs. Like, here's me. Say, I get a date with Kim. I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to like take out a bank loan so I can take her to Mr. Chow or something like that. I would have, I, me, Ryan would never think in a million years, I'll just fucking take her to the AMC. We'll see Jurassic Park. It'll be great. You know, like, Hey, I'll buy her. I'll spring for a large popcorn. You know, like I, I, I wouldn't even, that would be like, I've got to, I've got to sell my car. I've got to do this. I've got to like really go out. I mean, this is the magic of Pete though. This is it. Is that Pete's literally treating her like a hinge date. Like you want to go to a movie? like that and then he's so cocky that he's like I'm going to grow on you you watch that was like a direct quote I'm going to grow on you you watch just wait just wait, just wait. he's like you're going to he said he he was like just give it 4 months just give it 4 months and you're going to be obsessed he told Kim
2: This mother humper are you this cocky well I mean also I mean
1: every right to be cocky right Ariana Grande. I mean, like the list goes on and on. Like Kate, remember Kate Beckinsdale? Like this guy, I mean, just random girl. Like so many girls, I forget about the girls and they'll come to me in the middle of the night, like wake up screaming and I'll be like, ah, that chick from Bridgerton. And this is Kim Kardashian. And he's like, eh, you're going to be obsessed with me just like the rest, just like the rest of them. And Kim is not – Kim's used to Kanye confidence where it's like monologuing. It's like me podcasting. It's like a monologue for eight hours. He's She's used to that kind of confidence. But the confidence isn't about Kim in regards to Kim. The confidence is, I'm a genius. I'm the greatest rapper alive. I will also save humanity. That's Kanye's insane confidence. Pete's confidence is about Kim. Do you see the difference? Kanye's confidence is about him. Pete's confidence is, you're going to be obsessed with me, Kim. You are going to be upset. It still puts the focus on Kim. And I think that is what does it on top of the dibs on top of this motherfuckers treating me like I'm dirt. Wow. I love this guy. (laughs) This guy's taking, I bet. And I fucking bet Kim paid for the movie. I bet Pete Venmo requested her for the movie was like, I'm not going to pay for house of Gucci. You're going to split that with me. Um, so the producer is laughing when she's saying this in the talking head and Kim was like, yeah. And I told him I was like, OK, we'll see. And then the producer goes, are you in love? And she goes, "Um, I don't know if that's any of your business. Uh. So Kim's on this plane and uh, she's like, oh, my God, these dibs, it's the only time I'll budge on being a vegan. And then she goes, I swear, it's like the cutest little things he does. I can't get over how sweet this is. And her friend's like, oh, my God, yeah. And I'm like, are you? I got a fucking bag of Skittles the size of Alabama in my closet right now. Like, that could be yours, Kim. That could, like, literally. I've got Girl Scout cookies that I've not touched. Like, there's things in, like, you want, like, little shitty snacks? Hey, Pull up, Kim. Like, drop a pin. I will deliver. I don't even really want to be with Kim, but at this point now, I'm like, I want to throw my hat in the ring. I got to, like, you, I fucking got, like, uh, Tostitos. I got, like, those small bags of Lay's. I got, like, some Trader Joe's spaghetti sauce. You can have it all, man. I'll say, like, tell me where you're flying. I'll deliver a little gift basket of just, like, shitty string cheeses you know, like some old peanuts from Southwest that I've saved. Like, you, it could all be yours. This could all be yours, Kim. This could all be yours. And, uh... Then Kim goes, is it sweet or is it him being a dick? Because I have a swimsuit shoot and I shouldn't have eaten that. Thanks, asshole. Remember, this is Hulu. So she's like, I curse and I'm just wild. So then we cut to Los Angeles, California, but we're getting shots of the beach and the mountains. And we uh, are at Courtney's and we see Courtney's swimming pool. She is at the table. She's at like a little thing. She's putting lemon on avocado. So it's Courtney's feeding time. And she's like, I'm just about to eat lunch with Steph Shap. I'll call you when I pick up Penelope. Love you. So it's obviously Travis. She tells Steph that she has to eat quail eggs every day for the baby making. And Courtney goes, they're cute and they're small, but it's weird. That's weird. Yeah, real weird. You literally, just two episodes ago, said your doctor prescribed Travis's semen four times a week. But the quail eggs may be a bridge too far. I, I can see. It, it's upsetting everybody. The quail eggs, yeah, it's it's hard to hear about. Yeah, that's, wow, it's almost gross. Quail egg, God, my God, I would eat fucking like a billion quail eggs if I didn't have to even hear about Travis's man again. again. Um, so, even like stat i got just like the people around the court like the the fact that they're able to keep straight faces half the time they're like oh my god and also i decided at this point you could tell courtney at this point to do anything and she's gonna do it like i feel like this is a dangerous precedent we're like you know it's quail eggs this week what's gonna be next week like i feel like we're gonna be it's just it's gonna get even crazier i feel Courtney's like, yeah, it's supposed to help with making a baby, she says, and the producer's like, oh, I bet this will help with quail egg cells. Hey, I bet it won't. And uh, Courtney says, um, oh, Steph goes, Jesus, you could sell any, <laughs> you could sell anything, Courtney. And Courtney goes, yeah, yeah, I have a feeling, and I thought like Courtney might be like weirdly insecure, and she probably is, but now I'm starting to think Courtney might think she truly is the best kardashian like i think maybe courtney's like which is like girl yeah step into your power but best <laughs> staff said Steph says hey is travis filming the reality show which is a dumb question because i steph already knows this steph's been in scenes with both of them so i mean with steph was like oh this is, is that camera yours like no steph you know and this is why i think this was a fake setup and uh she goes yeah we like film and have the best time ever okay, like the scenes they filmed are at like the the fertility clinic and anyways and um I I thought it was amazing though. Like finally Courtney likes filming. Remember all the seasons where Courtney was like, I don't even want to be here. Like the season where she like hit Kim at Chloe's house. Like Courtney has always famously not wanted to be on the show. And in fact, took it like a break for like a season. Remember that? Um, So Courtney goes, we've been watching the edits and they're like swirling us in with this drama and Steph's like, you mean like Scott drama? And she's like, uh, especially Scott Drama. When I saw the engagement episode, the editors or whoever is taking it, you know, they say, Let's take Courtney. She's the chosen one to be the drama. In a talking head, Courtney goes, While shooting our show, we're all executive producers. So we get to see cuts of the show and give notes on the episodes and make sure stories are told. Like make sure our stories are told. Like, I'm in one of the best places I've ever been in my life. Now, just from an an acting standpoint, from being on productions and stuff, the fact that they're all executive producers and they get cuts of the show, that's got to be really problematic for production. Because, you know, that with too many chefs in the kitchen, for all of those girls to be executive producers and for all of them to watch cuts of the show and then give notes, I mean, here's the deal. They probably did that banking on the fact that, half of them aren't going to watch it but then i think now there's this kind of race to be the best kardashian and the most on top of it kardashian and kim's really way in the lead and she's like so really doing hot laps around the other sisters so now i feel like everybody's probably hyper watching these like uh could you take out one second at minute 30 you know 36 i bet it's like really specific notes and like people are like what that doesn't even make sense but they all just want to have their voices heard. But so Courtney's basically saying like that that engagement scene, which we get a flashback for of, um, you know, that one thing where Kendall was like, do you even have sympathy for Scott at all? And she's like, of course I do. I'm a robot. Um, she's saying like, well, that was just a small part. I even forgot about it until I saw that scene. It was such a magical day. And listen, I get the sentiment. But once again, Courtney, the magical day lives within you. It's yours. You had that real experience this is your show and i just thought this was such a very weird inside baseball inception kind of scene like it was like commenting on commenting on you know it's like we're, we're in a reality show filming a reality show scene right now but we're talking about a reality show scene from the past that we've seen and i was like that was just like six episodes ago so i'm like wow we're already talking about the things that were from six episodes ago that's wild um And Courtney's telling us she's displeased with it. So I'm like, this is an actual storyline. Like, I mean, the people filming behind the camera, they're like, she hates us. Oh, shit. I I filmed that scene. Um, But Courtney wants it to be this fairy tale because to her it is. But also, Courtney, like, literally, we all think it is. We know the show. But remember, it is a show. And you guys have decided to not take the route of reality, reality. So these things are going to happen, and you know at this point, these people have been doing this for so long, and for Courtney to still not understand how this is made, I feel like she should be fired from being an executive producer, honestly. Like, honestly, if this is real, then I feel like, oh, Court, for shame, man. Like, we all have been like, good for you. I mean, like, I think— 90% 90% of the things I read about Courtney and Travis are positive, honestly. Like, we make our little jokes and stuff, but, you know, we've made our little jokes about everything. But the jokes we make about Travis and Courtney are literally about drinking semen, not about, like, Scott's doing, like, allegedly blow and hooking up and cheating and all. It's like... It's, it's very different. And I once again, with Courtney, though, it's like, yo, it is a fairy tale to you. Why do you need it to be a fairy tale for everybody? Why do you need it to be the fairy tale on the show? At the end of the day, you're going to have to have an uncomfortable conversation where it's like, okay, remember, this is Kim's show. It's called the Kardashians. It is Kim's show, and even further than that, it's Kim and it's more Chloe than you. Now you have stepped up this 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 iteration of the show, and you really kind of caught up. Maybe you're like tied with Chloe, but like that's it. And I think your storyline for the most part has been really, really encouraging with your fertility journey, with the the Travis relationship. But you can't act like Scott doesn't exist. Your mom or production has made a very firm choice that he stays on the show. So at the end of the day, that's kind of what you see too. At the end of the day, the problem is Courtney does not want Scott on the show. She doesn't say it in the scene, but that at the end of the day, and like, listen, like I said earlier, I totally get that, but it is what it is. And at the end of the day, when the cameras are off, you are still happy as anything because you get to be with Travis. So uh, Courtney goes, it's time for our show to catch up. And uh, she's like, last night, it was like, oh, my God, how are these assholes? They're assholes for bringing this up. You know, it was, it was like two seconds out of the night. Uh, it's an old narrative buying into something that doesn't really exist with Scott. It should be empowering about me getting out of toxic relationships and really having this fairy tale love story that is my reality. And it's made to look like a drama. And Steph's like, well, that's this is good for your life. And she's like, yeah, I have to remind myself of that. I wish they would take that out of the edit and just give us the respect and let us have our moment. I feel like they really are letting you have your moment. Steph says, well, this story for you was bad, but this new one is great. And that's what you should focus on. And uh, Court says... Why isn't the true fairy tale the story that's being told? I don't want to be insensitive, but like what you said to me on the phone, you're like, why isn't everyone empowering you and like celebrating you? You've done all the work for all of these years and now have this relationship that I've deserved. How could any of this be taken negatively? And I just feel like you guys see at this point the frustration It's just like okay why isn't everyone empowering you i feel like everybody is empowering her why isn't everybody celebrating the work you've done you should be celebrating the work you've done and now you do have this relationship that you deserve all of this is right you're just upset about an edit that actually talks about the dude that you have two kids with you know oh sorry three i forgot about the little Mowgli kid um Steph says, if I was watching the show, I would be asking the same questions about Scott, though. So, like, Steph isn't fully insane. Steph's like, yeah, but I would be curious about that, too. It's a normal thought. But out of respect for Travis and you being able to come out of this place in your life, I just think that they shouldn't harp on that storyline. And Court goes, it's all good. And Steph goes, it is all good. And she goes, I've been broken up with Scott for seven years. And, you know, I'm allowed to create new memories and new ways of doing things. And hell, yeah, you are. And Steph says, I started writing your wedding speech two years ago. I want people to feel that. And Court is like, wild. Holy shit. So we had a new scene where all of a sudden in Dominican Republic, Kim's plane lands. We got shots of trees, golfers, water. Um, And she's like, I just landed in the DR. (laughs) I love Kim's like, I'm going to it, it's not Dominican Republic. It's the DR, and I gotta go straight to work. Today. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is Great because Quince has all the seasonal must haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less Credit card. This podcast is sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp. You guys know I le I love BetterHelp. I love uh I love therapy. I love people that work on themselves. It is one of the scariest things that you can do, but I think it is one of the things that pays dividends for the rest of your life. Uh, cause life can be completely overwhelming and Many people, including myself, can get burned out and you won't even know it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, Detachment, fatigue, okay. I'm realizing all of these are me. Um, but burnout does. it just it's 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 hard because you can just keep pushing and it's just like nothing is there, right? Nothing is there. And you start beating yourself up and making it worse because you're like, why isn't there something there? I got sleep last night. Why isn't it working? I went and worked out. Why isn't it working? So we associate burnout typically with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. And also, not even BetterHelp, I want to remind you that. I want to remind me of that. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. Um, So with therapy, you guys have heard my personal stories all the time. By now I've been doing this commercial for a year. Um, and it is one of those things that I have to constantly remind myself t- to keep doing, <laughs> you know, like it, it, it really to keep doing. And it's almost frustrating that, that uh, better help actually makes it so easy because I love to not do things. Like I love to, um, procrastinate. I love to put things away. I, I love to like, I love for a good cancellation. If I've made a plan, I love all of that stuff. And, and during the pandemic, it was like, Oh, ooh. you know, like, I didn't have to get in my car and drive to therapy. But then it was like, Oh, better help comes along. You're like, you can do online therapy. And I'm like, ah, oh, I wanted to oh, they make it so easy. Um, But it's something like all joking aside, though, what I always say is that just try it out. Like, that's it. Just try it out. Try it out once. See if it makes any kind of difference. And it might not, right? But it'll at least get you thinking about that, or it might, and it might actually make an improvement. And remember, it's like Sisyphus. You just, you keep moving a rock up a hill and it's not your job to think about the destination. It's your job just to keep moving that rock. Your job is to do it little by little by little, And you might not feel it. You might not feel it. But the next time something really potentially horrible happens in your life, you're going to have a tool. You're going to have a toolkit to work with to make those moments a little bit easier. Unfortunately, there is no end all, cure all, be all, all of that stuff. I wish, I wish there was just one pill I could take, take it in a heartbeat, but there isn't. It's constant work. But people like these, people like BetterHelp, they kind of make it easier, and I think that's really awesome. All you know, so BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Uh, it is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with the therapist in under forty-eight hours. So bad it's good, listeners. You guys get ten percent off your first month at BetterHelp.com. So bad so bad. That's dot com slash so bad. Uh, it just between me and you, like I always like, this is something that does mean a lot to me. This is something just like the gym you're working out. You got to take care of all of it. It's not just your body and your face and your clothes and all of that stuff. It's your mind. And, and, and we just, we take our mind for granted so much more than any other aspect of our body. And it's like the hardest thing to take care of. So it's funny that we do that. So uh, check out better help, go there, just put the thing in the thing and see if you like it. And if you do great. Um, and if not, you tried and that's what it's all about. Trying. And straight to work, of course, is picking out swimsuits, which is nice work if you can get it. She's like, I'm not only just doing the Sports Illustrated illustrated Swimsuit, I'm launching Skim Swim. So much to do. It's going to be exhausting, but it's going to be amazing. I do love the positive, Kim, that we get more and more each season, that she'll admit it is working to the bone, but I do know she knows that she's made a deal with the devil, so she has to, like, but it's what I asked for. And to her credit, she's always like, it's amazing. Everything's great, because I love the fact that she does realize that. Like, I feel like she has a way better attitude than I do. I'm like, ugh! Oh, I'm gonna turn the mic on. Like I, I get like frustrated when I wake up and I have to pee because I'm like, oh I gotta get out of the weighted blanket. And sometimes I'll just lay there like I don't care. and then hope I fall back asleep before I have to get up and pee. Um so she's like, This is a huge day. And we meet MJ from Sports Illustrated, and Kim is trying on swimsuit pieces. And everybody's like, I love it, I love it. And she does. She looks great, you guys. She looks great. And Kim's like, this is bucket list type shit to the camera, directly to the camera. She's like, I try to live in the moment. And how cool is it doing, Sports Illustrated swimsuit? And Kim says to the camera, I'm starting to get a sore throat, but my body is drained a little bit. But I'm never going to not show up to work. Yes, Kim, we get it. You have a work ethic. Kim Schraub, the creative director of Skims is there. And they're like, you got to sleep, Kim. She's like, I took a test and it's not COVID. So I've got to shoot tomorrow. I've got to push through. She's like, I just have to work and uh, focus and get sleep and pray for the best. And we'll have an amazing shoot tomorrow. And uh, we cut to shots of Los Angeles, little twirly cameras and lights. We're at this restaurant called Basta in Malibu. Uh, we see a Rolls Royce pull up and it's Chris. Chris slow-mo comes out of the car. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be the most intense meal ever. It's like slow-mo Chris. And she sits down with Chloe. Joe, Chloe. Chloe's like, what are you going to get, mom? And Chris is like, well, I'm going to get an artichoke and the Cacio de Pepe. And Chloe's like, what's that? I was like, wait, what's what? You don't know what Cacio de Pepe? De, de I don't know if to fucking say it, but like, Casio de Pepe. Cacio de Pepe. We all know what Cacio de Pepe is. Come on. And Chloe's like, what's that? And Chris is like, pasta with Pepe? <laughs> and I, li- I just, I remember pausing it and I was just like, are you-, you guys are slow adults, man? Like, what? You're making a pasta with Pepe joke? They asked the waitress and the waitress was like, yeah, it's Cacio de Pepe. And Chloe uh, gets a nice salad. And Chloe says, I'm excited. Good American is doing an open casting that we do every year. And it's just such a good time to meet all the girls. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, like 80% of these Kardashian shows are just commercials that are passed off as storylines. So now I'm like, oh, great. This is the Good American commercial episode. I'm like, okay, we got Good American and we got... Kim skim swimwear. Good. Am- okay. So the, like I always try to keep track of how many brands I'm being sold during these shows. And, uh, Chloe goes, how are you and Corey? And Chris is like, good, really good. Which I like, I felt weird about Chris saying Really good. It's like good, really good. I was like, Oh, cause the really good to me, she was like, I get dick. I get dicked down by Corey. And I was like, I don't want to hear. I like, just say good. I don't need the really good. The really good is too good. Like, I'm like, Oh no, just say good. Chris says, he has been so amazing, Corey, moving into the new house. I'm like, yeah, he does. He's like, I'm moving into a free room. I'd be fucking chipper too. Like, are you kidding me? He goes, he really handles everything. So much security. And Chloe's like, isn't he the head of your security? He's like, yeah, he's the head of security. I love that side of him. He's really protective. I got to tell you, folks. Corey, if you're listening, I know, I wouldn't, I like Chris, if you're listening, I don't trust be, I don't trust Corey to be the head of our securities. I just don't like, I'm sorry. The guy's seen too much shit. And I think he plays like, he like is in on the guy's secrets too. And he's got to be protecting you guys. First off, that worries me a little that he is bossing the security around, you know, I don't know. Are you guys worried about, I, I just got worried about that. Chloe says, I've heard so many people, mom, say that you guys are secretly married. Let me see your hands. And no rings, but she's like, it does look like you have, you know. And Chris says, You think I'm going to get married and not have a big ass party? And Chloe goes, Yeah, I do. I think you would. And Chris gets her little serious, like, No, Chloe, I'm not married. I swear on your father and the kids. Which I was like, Your father's like, you swear on OJ. And uh then all of a sudden, Chris does a Chris and like switches everything around, and goes, Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. All Tristan talks to me about sometimes is just getting married to you. Like, did you see that old Chris Jenner turning around? Amazing work right there. And Chloe, by the way, is wearing these ridiculously big sunglasses. Like, ridiculous. I mean, just honestly, I can't even see her face. The, the sunglasses just cover the whole face. And Chloe says, yeah, Tristan talks about it all the time. And Chris says, he's always talking about regaining that trust that he knows he lost, like a new fresh start. And Chloe says, you know, it's like a new chapter. Totally. Yeah, I get it. And I think we both do. I think we both are excited about this and and get out of that toxic place. And she goes, I believe people should have multiple chances. <laughs> you really shouldn't, Chloe. And she's like, but it takes work and it takes time. And everyone has to be patient. And not everyone is, Chloe says. In a talking head, Chloe goes, I love marriage. I believe in marriage. I take it very seriously. You know, I'm not one of those people that's like, I'm going to get married because it's Tuesday and they're bored, which I've never heard that example. Has anybody ever just been on board on a Tuesday? Let's get married. Uh, But Chloe goes to her mom. I love being married. And then Chris goes, and you're the best wife. You're the best at it. Chris blows so much sunshine up these girls' asses. And then once the Kim thing happened all those years ago, all these girls were like, maybe mom wasn't full of shit after all. And they started believing... Like Chris Jenner could like literally have the biggest cult known to man. like Chris could start a Scientology like the, I would probably even like that would be like Scientology, I'm kind of so so on. but Chris, if Chris Jenner started a cult, I'm in. I'm in. like I wouldn't even ask quite like how much I'll give you my Wells Fargo bank card. Just tell me, just take out whatever you need. You got a couple you got like eighty bucks in there. It's all yours. But I love Chris going, Chloe goes, I love you, man. And you're the best wife. <laughs> and she goes, you really are, Chloe. You are the perfect person to be married. I was like, this is just wild in a talking head. And Chloe goes, I'm not with Tristan just to float around with Tristan. Marriage, of course, is the end goal. Uh she had taken her sunglasses off at the line beforehand, but now the sunglasses are back on when we come back from the talking head. And she's like, there, there's work to be done. It's definitely not easy. And Chris goes, yeah. And then we get some shot of pasta being made. Like, that's where we left the scene of, like, yeah, it's not easy. And then they cut to the kitchen and show some pasta being, like, scooped up. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? I get the cutaway, but you're like, ah, cut to the pasta. We cut to um, this song, we're going to leave it on the floor. When you live like this and you're loving like this, everyone's begging for it. When you live like this and you're loving like this, leave it all on the floor. Because, of course, they write selling sunset music in this. We cut to Courtney saying, where's Benny drama? As she's eating some weird toast. She's like, I'm about to meet Benny Drama, who does spoof videos of me and my family. He's been doing them for years. And we all, of course, know Benny Drama, right? Benny's a genius. I remember his—I remember first seeing, like, years and years ago, the Chris Jenner one about, like, killing the guys, which I bl- wish—I wish that it was actually true. That's the kind of thing that Chris, like, it was like, hey, Tristan. Like, that's how long ago this was, was that Benny Drama was making videos about Chris Jenner being, like, devil and killing the men that cheat, you know, like, years ago. And now we're right back. He- we're right back here. Like, in fact, we need Benny drama to make another video about this whole situation. Um. So we see clips of Benny dramas, little things. And she's like, I invited him over to do a video for Poosh. Uh, he's going to take over my house. And I'm super excited. Benny comes in. I would be freaking out. Like, like, holy. And he's like, hey, girl. Like, he's like, he, I mean, I think he's very comfortable being a star. And Courtney goes, I love that Benny can make fun of us without crossing a line. I can't. Um, So uh, she's like, do you, um, the producer asks Courtney, do you like Benny's impression of you? Um, She's like, yeah, it's like an exaggerated Courtney, but like things I never do. Like I've never done this. And she does like the rocker, like, like symbol, like throwing your fingers in the air, like thrasher. And she's like, I've never said Trav, let's mosh. Like, Courtney, like, I, (laughs) like, I know Courtney finds Benny funny and I, you know, but like, you know, certain people where they don't like get, they don't get comedy. You know, I take sketch comedy very seriously, like Ariana does, but I love, like, I don't ever say that. I don't know why he says that, but you know, it's fun, I think. And Benny's like, I heard you will. Oh, no. Uh, Courtney says to Benny, I heard you won't even get a nice wig for me and you draw on my widow's peak. And Benny's like, yeah, I'm seeing it now and it's not that ridiculous, your widow's peak. And I I looked at it and I was like, oh, it is actually. And Courtney goes, when I saw you at Simon's wedding, I was definitely drunk. My poosh team was so impressed that I remembered to go up to Benny when I was drunk at this wedding and actually asked him to do this poosh thing. I love – that you get the impression that the Poosh team treats Courtney like we treat Courtney of like, oh, she remembered something. Oh good about her business. She remembered. Oh, that's amazing. Like, like my Poosh team said they were so impressed. Like, I would love the company wide email that went out of like, we'd like to congratulate the founder of Poosh, Courtney Kardashian. She was drunk at a wedding, and guess who still remembered to ask Benny Drama? to film a little sketch for Poosh. Congratulations, boss. And Benny Benny goes, Oh yeah, you were like a businesswoman. You were like a girl boss completely. Um, Courtney goes, it's such a Kris Jenner move. And Betty goes, so tell me about Poosh. I'm excited. And she's like, you're going to kill it. And so we're doing this Poosh like wellness virtual festival. We do it every year, which I'm like, I think Poosh has only been around a couple of years. She's like, we're not taking ourselves too seriously. And I asked Benny to make a spoof video for Poosh. Like, what if you take over my house? Like you're in my bed, you're in my closet, you make matcha, do Pilates. And, uh, Benny's like, yeah, and Mosh, Pilates. And Courtney's like, yeah. And I'll be, uh, you know, and he's like, oh, you'll be like one step behind me the whole time. And then Benny's like, is Travis here? Trav, Trav. It's going to be so good, Courtney says. We cut to a song like Glow Up, going to have a glow up, glow up. And we see the Hollywood sign and we see a good American chair. So I'm like, ah, oh, here's the good American commercial. Chloe with Emma Greedy, who's the CEO of good American. And Chloe lets us know good American is five years old now. And, uh, you know, I'm going through these jeans, and I just, this will always be my very first baby, good American. Um, and she's like almost everything good American is from my personal ju- uh, journey. She lets us know, we don't sell to retailers who won't buy the entire size range. Because when I was heavier and I used to shop with my sisters, I would be ushered up to the attic to get clothes. And listen, is this true? Like, I don't know Good American. Is this Because if that's true, if she makes these retailers by all the sizes, that's fucking awesome. Like, honestly, there's no joke there. That's awesome. And also, I can totally relate to what Chloe's saying about that. You know, I I always hate – I have body dysmorphia anyways, but I always hate – I always hate still even to this day trying on clothes. Like, oh, some of my most down moments have been trying on clothes. And it's just one of those like, oh, just painful. So I really felt for this. And I love if this is really what Good American does. Um, She's like, yeah. It's like if people don't believe in what we do, then they don't care. They don't get to carry the brand. So they're doing an open casting uh, for Shoot Week, Emma says. We find new girls for our good squad. I guess they have a good – American group called Good Squad, which I want to be in the Good Squad. And uh, she's like, 10,000 girls enter. And then we're going to cut it down to 250 to 300 girls. And then we'll go down to five. And then these girls have the potential to participate on billboards, commercials, all walks of life, petite, plus size. And if you look at other big brands now, they're doing the same things we're doing. And Chloe goes, You're welcome. Is this, this is another thing. I don't know enough about that. Is this true? Like, did Chloe truly? Did Chloe and Good American truly change the way we look at larger sizes in America? Like, I, I honestly don't know. If somebody who's into fashion can tell me, that'd be great. Because it sounds amazing. But here's the thing: the Kardashians have lied to us so many times that I don't know if it's true or not. So please tell me. Um, and then Emma says, uh, "Or so we cut to." Uh, The DR, as Kim says, Dominican Republic, Kim is getting water thrown at her for night shoots uh, for the shots. They look great so far because she's like, I remember I also have to do the skim swimwear campaign. Even though I'm feeling sick, I'm going to get it all done. When I commit, I'm going to give 150% and I'll never disappoint anyone. That's an actual line, you guys. That is wild. Like that is I mean, it's an awesome ad, but I love the fact that she wants us to know. Like, she's really hitting it over the head. Like, I feel like Kim's auditioning for something in these episodes with her new state of mind and how she handles things. And she wants us all to know it. We see her at dinner. She's served a coconut. She's also uh, – I noticed she was picking her nose a little bit, which, like, girl boss, stars, they're just like us. And she's like, usually after a shoot, I'll have in and out as a treat or I'll like, get ice cream. But my new thing is eating dibs from Pete before a shoot. These fucking dibs, man. Fucking dibs. Who knew it would be fucking dibs? It was right under my nose the entire time. I could have gotten Kim a buttload of dibs. Her friends that are eating dinner with her are like, Are you nervous about the Sports Illustrated shoot? And um, the one girl's like, Do you worry about what the haters will say about the shoot? And Kim's like, what will they say? You're like a loser. You're working (laughs) that you're on the cover. Like Kim even like, what the fuck are they going to come at me for? And then Kim once again goes such a cute gesture from Pete. And her one friend kisses ass that says, I feel like you guys are always going to be in the honeymoon phase. Like he's going to be like this for a long time. Girls, stop pumping your other girlfriend. I don't care if you're rich, poor. well, like, stop, stop. Like you, it, girl, whatever your name is, Kim's, Kim's friend, 2022 Kim's friend, whatever this model is. Why are you doing, like, why? Like, listen, let it, hey, we'll see what happens. Like, say that. It seems nice. We'll see what happens. Don't fucking do, pull the like, oh, I think he's going to be around for a long time doing this. Like what? Fucking dibs. Dibs. And I love this. Like, they're like, wow, gestures. Like, Kanye's literally bought stadiums for Kim. Like, I mean, listen, let's not rewrite history. Kanye's done some of the most wildly romantic things, expensive as hell. Like, Kanye's even like, fucking dibs? I bet Kanye buys dibs tomorrow and destroys it. You'll never have dibs again. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like he's like, wait, wait, what? I literally spent a million dollars on a Maybach five years ago for you that you requested. And this guy bought some dibs, dibs, dibs. He's like, uh, oh, by the way, when I was watching this, it reminded me of when my one uh, ex, the one from high school and college, then we moved out to L.A. together. This millionaire, they got together and I was trying to win her back. But you can't win. Somebody like this guy would be like, show up to Delta, and uh, this was before nine nine eleven, so you could just like <laughs> go up to airport, um, go go to the Delta, and you've got a first class ticket to Hawaii, and you'll meet me at my house. Like that, the was the shit that was happening. Flew to Italy. Flew like I was. I, I was, <sighs> was twenty five years old. I've talked about this many times, but I was just. I mean, like. It's already you're broken up with somebody you've been with for a long time. Like, we were together for seven years, like high school and the And so you're already like, and I never really dated outside of that relationship ever. So I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I was, and then on top of that, then you have this millionaire. Like, I remember her coming back from Italy and seeing her, and she had like these. Versace glass like the, it was the richest pair of glasses I'd ever seen in my life and I was like you know when you see somebody after they've been like completely spoiled and you're like I don't even recognize you like wild and I'm in my dirty basketball shorts you know and uh but I remember trying to then like went. I should have gotten dibs now that I'm thinking about it um but I remember like I I had like I I got. I was like, what can I do? What can I do? And she had always like wanted to get more into music and all that. So I got her a piano lesson and I bought her like sheet music for some of her, like her favorite music. And I, oh man, when I think about this, stuff, it's so embarrassing because I was just trying to like throw anything against the wall to try to get her back. I was like, oh my God, I was, I would just, I wasn't sleeping. I was, it was just, it was hell. Which is so funny. The guy's couch I was staying on at the time is the guy I'm cat sitting for right now. So, I'm I'm here because I was asked to be here this time, not because I needed a place to crash and I begged and cried. Very look at look at who's growing. Um, but I just remember that, and I was like, oh, I need to try to win her back on my budget, and you're you're competing against somebody that like has unlimited funds. Um. But I was just thinking about that. I was just thinking, like, I was like, this is wild. Like it's just wild. Um, So uh, Kim goes, once again, Kim's really hitting this over the head. Kim goes, Pete is such a good person. He has such a good heart. Uh, He he goes, the other night, Pete was like, let's go get some ice cream from Thrifty. And I was like, oh my God, you're making me so fucking horny. Ride Aid? Thrifty? And then she goes, Best night of my life,, oh. Kim, listen to me. I would love to escort you to Old Navy. They have some of the best fall fashions summer they have all the all the seasons of fashions they have that there. There is a little super salad right next to the old Navy near the Beverly Center, and I would love to either go halvesies or even, you know, split, um, I'd pay for the meal and we'd split the clothes, but you know, like I would, I think, you know, I think it would knock you off your coal mining ass. Like, honestly, uh, you're with, you'd be with a bad boy. And like, they know me at Old Navy, you'd get first class treat. And by the way, you don't have to even be a celebrity at Old Navy. Everybody's treated equally. They all, It's really you. They make you wait in line. You'd be blown away. You'd be blown away. You'd love it. You'd love it. If you love fucking Rite Aid and Thrifty and all that stuff, you will love Old Navy. Like, I got to beat Pete to taking Kim to Old Navy. If Pete does Old Navy before I do Old Navy, I'm going to fucking be pissed. But like, listen, she goes, you're making me so horny right now because he was like, yo, let's go get a cone at Rite Aid. Yo, let's go get my zit cream at Safeway. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm out of Preparation H. Like, where, where, like, come with, like, what? This, like, oh, my God. I I was trying to think of all, like, let's take her to the post office. Let's take her to all the shit. Like, obviously, she is just starved to be a normal person. So let's normalize it up, man. Do you want to be in my bedroom while I record a podcast? Like, you can just stare at me while I'm just, like, picking at my face? Like, what? I mean, it, uh, listen, I don't even have, I was like, oh my God, I don't even have cable. Like, I mean, you can come over and not even like, we don't, I, I have to like, I have to torrent certain movies. I don't even like, can't, you know, like we'll have to watch movies with like subtitles where I'm like stealing from like a foreign. (laughs) So I was just blown away by this. Kim goes, you know, the headlines, you know. They can be so damaging because like, even if it's wrong, I can't get out there and defend myself. At the end of the day, it'll just make it worse. It'll be another story. And a talking head, Kim goes, I never want the person I'm dating to be subjected to public scrutiny just because we're dating, but I'm trying to minimize tabloid drama. And I was like, I I literally laughed out loud because we all know that eventually that it's not the tabloid drama, it's the Kanye drama. The Kanye drama, like you couldn't minimize. Kim couldn't minimize if she tried. Like we saw all of that, you know, and then Pete played into it. And I just love all of this. And then Kim goes again, I shit you know, goes, I can't believe I ate that whole thing of dibs. But now I did, and now I need to go to bed. Should we say goodnight to the moon? And she's like, I'm supposed to look at the moon and manifest. And then all the girls kind of like howl at the moon. And I'm like, okay. So new scene, sun's rising, Beverly Hills. We're at Courtney's house. She's getting her makeup and hair done. Benny has the Courtney wig on and mouse ears. And uh, he's like, this is my Pilates fit with my Doc Martens. And Courtney's like, Benny drama is here to shoot my poosh video. And I'm so happy. And Benny's like, do you do this all day with your Bob? Like, do you play with it? Do you like flip it? And she's like, "Do I flip it? No, but I can start." No, Courtney, that's not what he asked. Yeah, I just asked if you did. You don't need to start. Like, and then Benny's like, "Okay, well, you can finish glam and your breakfast." <laughs> and Courtney goes, "I'm gonna bother you all day long." And Benny's like, "I love it. Like the, I love. This is another thing. They just want normal people around them. All like, I swear to maybe I could be friends. I'd blow them away. I'd really knock them off the. I fucking pull up in my Corolla." You know, like, they'd be like, what is that? I'd be like a Toyota Corolla. They're like, is this like a, how much? 300,000? Like, no, it's like 22,000, 23,000. Like, they're like, yeah, like it drives like a normal car. Uh, We cut to Chloe getting fitted in her jeans and the ladies like uh, these jean shorts. And the lady's like, we've sold 37,000 pairs of these jean shorts last month. And now that you've worn them, Chloe, we'll sell 50,000 i like, these are really selling this, like, my God, like maybe Chloe has truly does have her own empire. Good for her. Chloe goes, we do four to six photo shoots a year that I'm involved in, in every new season for new campaign imagery. And so Chloe's getting shots done and everyone's like, that's so hot, Chloe. Oh my God. She's doing all the poses. Yeah, Chloe, work. And then this girl, the CEO goes, oh my God, you know, she'd be very satisfying to be in bed with. Cause she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the ass kissery of these people, like, I just, it's, it's next level. Uh, Emma, she goes, Chloe goes, Emma and I are huge multitaskers on sets for photo shoots, but we're still whittling down the models from the contest. And she's like, we have 5,000 girls in eight different cities. Chloe's like, such pretty girls. Oh, and there's a boy, too. And Chloe goes, when I was a kid, fashion magazines were all pretty similar, but no one looked like me. OJ, no one look like me. I love that we all try to be so diverse and inclusive. Look at our ads. They're like me. I mean, they're not like you, you know, you know, not like you younger. you, you know, you know what I'm saying, guys. Chloe's just being a girl boss. And in your hands oh yeah, so the lady's like kissing more as she's like, Chloe, in your hands are the girls. You hold the keys to the kingdom for these girls and uh we cut to a pool oh actually no that's an ocean uh i was like oh my god look at how big (laughs) courtney's pool is but it was actually an ocean uh we cut to benny drama in courtney's closet and uh we see all of courtney's bedazzled uh mickey ears from disneyland and benny's like uh we gotta scale back on the mickeys uh Benny is wearing these glasses that say Travis on them. Benny is in Courtney's bed, looking directly at the camera, doing his little sketch. And he's saying, it's so surreal to do a video in front of somebody that you imitate. You know, it's so weird. And I've been doing her morning routine for the sketch and it's ridiculous, but I think her core spirit is there. And uh, then they're doing a scene with Courtney and Benny and Courtney's like, are you excited for push your wellness 2022? And then she forgets the line. She's like, ah, okay. <laughs> Oops. And then she does it again. She's like, push it baby. And Benny goes, a lot of dreams came true today. It's very meta. You know, that's what Court and I like to do is play with the multiverse, which I think he was being a complete smartass in that talking. It had to be because it was so so, silly, which I hopefully it was because it was hysterical if it was. If he meant it, then they're all on drugs. Uh, Benny's in this leather corset in her closet and courtney comes in and says one line and it's like cut and benny's like oh my god courtney you're an actress that was incredible court is a one take wonder a true professional courtney goes this is finally proof that i will and forever be the funny one." Oh girl that's so sad we cut to kindle driving on ventura boulevard she already she kind of seemed high to me did she seem high to any of you guys Um, the song that's playing is throw it down, pick it up. I'll throw it down. I'll pick it up. She's driving a silver Mercedes G wagon. Um, so, uh, Chloe's like, you know, Kylie's going to literally have her baby in a second. And there's like, oh my God, it's so crazy. I'm crazy. And Chloe's like, let me call her. I can't believe we're going to have another kid. And Kendall's like, there's just so many kids. Kylie answers and Chloe's like, how we feeling? And Kylie goes, I just finished my nursery. Which I'm like, did you, wait, do you mean the staff you, or do you mean you, you, like, did did you go in there and finish or did, like, do we call the staff you, like, you know, like, you know, like, there's no way, like the people just finished Kylie's nursery. Kylie didn't finish the nursery. And she goes, now I can just zone out. And I just deleted my social media off my phone. And Kino's like, oh my God, that's so healthy. Oh my God, good. Which is like, if you are a Kardashian, fuck yeah, man, delete that shit. Uh, Chloe goes, you should zen out. I can't believe you're just now nesting. And anyways, we're going to go get something for you right now. Hope you're feeling good. And the talking head, Chloe says, Kylie is my little baby. I'm like her second mom. It's nuts. She's going to be a mom of two with all these kids. How boring would it be with just us? With just... I was like, no, it wouldn't. You guys would have all that money. Like, no, it wouldn't be boring. Uh, it also does look like Kindle's driving sucks. But Kindle does do a good parallel park. And Kindle's like, Chloe's like, oh, my God, that's good. And Kendall goes, no, Chloe. I'm literally the world's greatest parallel parker. Once again, you know, fucking Chris Jenner, blue sunshine so far up Kendall's ass where you're like, oh, my God, Ken. (laughs) Kendall's like, I like parking. And you're the best at it. You know that, right? You're the best parker this family's ever produced. I could take you into a Trader Joe's and you could park into any one of their spaces. That's just amazing. Best parker ever. Like, they're always the best at something. So they're in this baby store. Kendall is playing with his real doll baby, uh, cosplaying. And in uh, talking head, Kendall goes, "I'm excited to be an aunt again. Just so many nieces and nephews, which by the way, thank God they're rich because at a certain point I would be I wouldn't be able to keep up with getting gifts for these, you know. So again, we're excited to see a new, um, a new person in C who comes and what their personality is with this baby. Kendall says it feels real for me; like this is coming for me, motherhood's coming for me. And you know, I have standards, and I'm going to stick to them. But I am 26, and Chloe goes, "26 is so young." Ryan Bailey says, "26 is so young," and uh, Chris calls them, and Chris answers and goes, "Hi, Boopy." No, let's not, let's not do Boopy. Can we? No, no Boop, no Boopy. Kendall says. Why don't you answer my phone calls, mom? And she's like, you don't make me enough money. And uh, they show her these Madame Alexander dolls. I don't know. I've never heard of them, but I guess Chris has a girl boner for them. And she's like, oh, my God, get – see if you can get six of them. I'll pay you back to Chloe, which I do wonder how that is. Like, are they rich enough where, like, does Chloe ask for the money for these six dolls? Or Chloe's like, oh, my God, we're all hundred millionaires. Like, I – you know, we'll call it a wash And like in money, like do do certain ones – like does does certain – like they get mad? Like you never pay me back. Like I want to know who's cheap with money over there. I want to know – like Courtney probably never picks up anybody's tab. Like I want to know these things. So uh, I do wonder how much those dolls are. We cut to the DR, Dominican Republic. Uh, Kim goes, we got to put on my game face you know, got to get, oh no, sorry. The song is put on my game face, sweat it up all day, sweat it up all day. Kim goes, we had rain this morning. So I was able to feel a little, get a little sleep. I felt sick. Today's the big day. I feel like absolute shit and I want to die. We'll maybe have some dibs. Uh, she's in a row by the water where the magic happens. And she goes, I definitely am so excited. I've never done a swimsuit cover like this. I've, (laughs) like, I love that Kim's like, I've never done something like this. That's all you've done, Kim. I've seen so many swimsuits, but maybe just different lenses. I don't know. And she's like, oh my God, Chloe's calling. And Chloe's like, hey, Doge. And Kim goes, I just want to give up today. And Chloe's like, you're gonna love it. You look beautiful. The scenery looks great. And Kim's like, I'm so tired. And she's coughing. She's like, I'm trying to be professional. And Chloe's like, that's my girl. I can tell you're not really there, babe. And Kim's still coughing, which is like just that crew, man. Like, Kim didn't have COVID, but she did give me a really nasty bacterial infection. In a talking head, Kim goes, I'll never, ever cancel. We know, Kim, you've said it eight times this episode. But my throat is killing. I think I might have strep throat, but I have to push through and uh, I have to jump. In oh, so I have to push through. So then she jumps, she dives into the water, she just dies. She's that, that's how professional she is. And everybody's like, Beautiful Kim! Oh my god, she's laying on a branch. They're like, Beautiful Kim! Oh my god, MJ Day, the editor's like, She's it's insane, it's insane. I think I can't tell. I can't even tell she doesn't feel good. It's a modern take on swimsuit. She is the epitome of modern woman: boss, babe, mom, friend. She works really, really hard and looks amazing. Kim goes, "I'm exhausted, but we're getting the shots. That all that that's all that matters." Kim in a talking head says, "Whatever I dream, things I didn't even think of these like Balenciaga. The universe is rewarding me. All my dreams are coming true." And then she's like doing this shot with like hand weights and then one on a motorcycle. And she's like, I mean, this is Bucket List Goals, the title of the episode. So everybody's like, thank you, everybody. Um, And then MJ's like, Kim Kardashian, you are the bomb. I love you. And Kim tells the camera, goodbye. I'm exhausted. I'm going to go, go be, she tells the camera. We cut to Los Angeles. We're at Chloe's pool. Uh, we're on Zoom for Good American. Patrick Buchanan, the VP of Marketing, is on Zoom with Chloe. And Chloe goes, today I'm setting up to surprise Zoom, the final girls, to make it to the good squad. So we meet Sophia, a model. And uh, Patrick's like, okay, well, anyways, I'm going to hop off. And then Chloe hops on. And the Chloe's like, oh, my God. This is amazing. Are you real? Is this real? And uh, and I was like, oh, no, no. She just had, you know, a nose job. She's, she's not faced. no. And they're like, no, you know, she just – I'm sure if I saw a Kardashian, I'd be like, is this real? Like, Chloe's like, it's virtually real, but I am real, just like Simon Van Kempen. And we, uh, (laughs) Chloe goes, oh, the girl goes, I'm honored to make it to the final round. And Chloe goes, but babe, guess what? You're part of the good squad. We have so many women of different ages, ethnicities, whoever you are. I want that to be promoted. However, it doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to have a platform to have this opportunity. We beat Brie, a model, Daniela. She cries when she finds out. Chloe's like, oh my gosh, I have chills. It's because you're not eating, Chloe. Holland, we meet, she's shaking and talking to head. Chloe says, the fact that I've been blessed enough that I can bless someone else. I thank the Lord every single day. Listen, I find Chloe really charming in these moments, and I really do love that this is the attitude she has and that she, you know, like that this is, I like this, this is paying it forward. So all the girls are very excited, and she's like, I'm so excited to see a model with me and be the best version of themselves. We cut to the Hollywood sign and then a sound stage. We cut to Emma, the CEO of American, um, uh, Good American, and we're at the denim photo shoot. And... Chloe goes, I love coming to the photo shoot with the women from the open casting uh, that who have never modeled, never had this opportunity. She's hugging all the models. And she once again says, good American vibes, empowering people to be the best version of themselves. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's just a one gigantic commercial. This episode parts of it, like even with the Kim of like, I'm a hard worker, the Kim Kardashian brand. That's what we stand for. So they do the shoot. Um, and she goes, "Good American is not just selling product. it's the messaging behind it. I'm so proud this is mine." And Bree says, "This rep's, represents all of society. This tells us that we can all be models. And Chloe's like, "At this moment in my life, everything is in a good place right now." And I was like, Ugh. I was like, "Oh no, are they about to intercut Tristan Humping someone in a bed?" No, they don't do that, but they do say 6:30 a.m. We cut 6:30 a.m. Kim's house, backyard, dark, very foggy. We see the crew outside in masks. We see this lady go, guys, guys, let's get to the gym right now. I don't know what's going on, but something's going on. Crew members like roll, roll. We got to roll. And some guy goes, oh my God, only important stuff happens before seven Let's head in. Let's head in. We head into Kim's gym and Kim goes, will you turn the music down? and kim's talking on the phone she's like this whole declaration is in this thing says i'm tristan thompson i met this girl in houston i slept with her on my 30th birthday i sent this to him and it says does chloe know about this chloe doesn't even fucking know and whoever she's talking to on the phone she goes oh my god this is kylie i gotta call you back she clicks over hi and chloe goes no i'm not oh no she's like is this true and uh Kim's like, no, I'm not lying. I'm shaking for her. My soul dies for her. And I was like, oh, my God, to get this, to see the group texts that were sent out this day, I would kill for. And Kylie's like, is she awake? And Kim's like, no, she's not awake. What's so fucking crazy? He wrote a whole declaration. And she's like, let me read this to you. Hold on, hold on. I'm literally shaking. <laughs> she's like, and I'm also the hardest worker. I'm not going to call out sick. So. Kylie goes, is Tristan like the worst person on the planet? And I was like, bingo, finally, finally, finally. This encouraged me so much to actually go, oh, my God, they, they realize he's such a dirtbag. They all like they talk like we talk. They've been putting on this brave face for these fucking cameras and shit. But this is what this I wanted to hear that they all know he is the worst person. And Kim goes, no, I know I'm filming right now. The shit always happens when I'm filming because I'm always filming when this shit happens. And I'm wait, hold on. Let me read this to you. Uh, This is paperwork he filed that says the only time I had a sexual intercourse with this girl was March 2021. But he the petitioner does not recall when he had sexual intercourse with her to have a child. Therefore, I do not know if the claims are supported by fact. Tristan says in this declaration and. It says, I remember because it was my birthday. And then all of a sudden, Kim's like, oh, my God, Courtney's calling. Let me merge in Courtney. And then she's reading petitioner, petitioner initiated, never once uh, uh, initiated, uh, never petitioner initiated never orchestrated sexual intercourse um said she the she said meet me at a hotel she wanted to give me a birthday surprise which i took to mean sex he says in the declaration uh when she got to the hotel room uh this is uh and kim's like this is tristan talking these are his words and kylie says it says that this girl is going to give birth today and kim says this is his whole declaration. He's asking for a paternity test and admitted he had sex with her. Chloe threw him his birthday party. So he went home from his 30th birthday party, went to Houston to play on the road, and we can check his schedule. And this is where he had sex with her. Kim goes, I sent this to him. And does, and I said, does Chloe know about this? Chloe's not answering. Chloe's not answering. She has no idea. And court says... If he doesn't talk to her about this stuff before it happens, that's insane. I mean, Kylie goes, it's just insane in general. And Courtney goes, it's never ending betrayal. Bingo. And Kim goes, this is the biggest sign. This, this whole thing that's so sad is she's having a baby boy. This woman, she's having a baby boy, a fucking random that he sleeps with one night. Fuck him. Chloe wanted a boy. Kim says, and Kim goes, "Oh my God! I was so Team Tristan," and they, all the, they both say, "She doesn't deserve this. She doesn't deserve this." By the way, her trainer now pops into frame, and this is potentially my favorite part. Uh, Corey says, "It couldn't be more awful," and Kim goes, "I just didn't know she. I don't know she if she knows about this." Kim starts pumping iron. Kim is on the phone with these girls pumping iron and she's like that's the thing we don't know we have no fucking idea if she knows she's not responding and kylie says she usually wakes up early and then the phone and kim's like oh my god this is her i'll call you right back that's how possessed kim is is that she's like i will um i'm gonna uh two birds one stone this thing i gotta handle this kim uh, chloe cheating situation but i also need to get my pump on Uh, and Kim goes, hi. And Chloe goes, hi. And Kim goes, did you see what I sent you? And Chloe goes, no, hold on. And she goes, what the fuck is this? To be continued. Next on Keeping Up with the Kardashian. Chris says, oh my God, I think we have to have a family meeting. And then Kim, they're all sitting for a family meeting. Corey's there. Corey's like, hey, thanks for inviting me. And Chloe's like, uh, oh, Kim's like, Chloe's not going to come. And Chris is like, she needs us. It's not good to be alone. And we have a Chloe voiceover saying, I wanted to believe Tristan. I wanted to believe I can change that. And then Chloe's on the phone with Kendall. And she's like, I fainted the other day. And Kendall's like, what? And that's the end, you guys. And it made me so unbearably sad. But I'll be okay. Don't worry about me. Let's worry about Chloe. Don't worry. I mean, worry about me a little bit. And mainly worry about dibs, man. You guys better go out and get your dibs because I have a feeling there's going to be a run on them because Cle- Kim gets so horny when she, like, fucking hears dibs now. Jesus my God. Inve- I'm going to invest in dibs tomorrow. Um, <laughs> thank you. What else? Damn, I can't believe it. an hour and 40 minutes. What the fuck is wrong with me? My God. I can't do anything short. And I mean that, (laughs) sorry, I like to put one creepy joke at the end, just to really send people off with a bang. Uh, So uh, yeah, fuck Tristan Thompson. Say it with me. Remember folks, if this podcast can teach you anything, it is to not sleep with Tristan Thompson. Tell your kids, tell your pets, tell your families, hold them tight tonight and do not let them out of your sight because Tristan is going to get them. You guys, I will talk to you on Friday for a Beverly Hills recap. Thank you for all your support this week. If you do like this podcast, please tell a friend. Please get somebody else on board. Bring somebody into this cult that we have going. And also leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I love you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.